podcast on the Edge of the Crowds podcast network. My name is Sarah and I'm your host today and I'm joined by Ariana and Dan. How are you both? Uh, really good, really excited. A bit missed that there is uh, no round one game in Victoria, but I'll let it slide. Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad we've made it to the end of the off-season. Um, and yes. I'm privately thrilled that I get to watch both New South Wales teams in one go this weekend rather than having to make two trips out to Ken Rosewall Arena. Um, and I'm excited for us to have netball happening again. I mean, it's been a long off-season. There's been a couple of flashes. We had the quad series and Team Girls Cup, but it's good to have proper weekly netball back. How are you, Sarah? I'm doing really well. And yes, I'm so excited to have netball back um, in SA and netball back in general. It's going to be uh, a really big season for sure. Trying to get everything in before we move on to diamonds again, but I won't get that, that far ahead of myself. That's about 20 weeks away. Um, but yeah, feeling good, feeling excited for uh, to head to Netball SA Stadium this weekend. Uh, first time being in the media box at uh, Netball SA Stadium. So I'm quite thrilled about that because last year I was based in uh, Victoria. So yeah, keen to see what that's all about. Um, and yeah, get stuck into some netball. It's going to be good. It is. And now that we're in season, um, we're going to mix up a little bit what we do. Right, Sarah? So we do you are. want to explain how we're going to run down the show this week and going forward? Yeah. So we're going to start out with a Power 5, <laughs> aptly named. We're not at all original around here. Uh, the Power Five is going to be a five-minute wrap-up of the weekend just gone or the week gone uh, when we have two rounds in uh, that short space of time. Um, uh, but this week, we're also going to be wrapping up the big news because obviously we haven't had games yet. We're only going into round one, so we're going to wrap up some news as well. Uh, then we will look at some previews for the week ahead. So what's going to go down between the matchups, who will who will be watching uh, and who will be tipping. I think we should chuck that in there and, and see if we can uh, have some success with the tips because let me just tell you that AFLW and last week's AFL was not going well. So let's hope netball's better for me. Look, netball can't go any worse than <laughs> AFL and AFLW have gone for me. Um, I think I've been averaging about two and a half in the AFLW. Mm. And I think I got three in the AFL last week. So I really hope that netball gives me greater success i'm not sure how well, easy i'm not very good at it, it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you're not ariana no <laughs> not good at the predictions um i think i'll just always go be, for the underdog yeah i i'm a bit the same i like particularly the past couple of weeks of you know and you, you want to base so much of it on last year but last year it, like it's an odd season vixens uh haven't got half their team you know um other things are happening like it's hard to predict I feel like the reason that you're an underdog fan Sarah is that you're a Thunderbirds fan and for <laughs> well, so long they've been the underdogs and there's a hope element to the way that you tip like that okay but how do you then explain Ariana she supports Sunshine Coast Lightning yeah and- <laughs> oh no I, I, I had no idea about Ariana but I think that's why you tip the underdog <laughs> yeah probably I mean Port Adelaide, we prefer being the underdogs. Adelaide Thunderbirds are just all underdogs because, <laughs> yeah, there's been a little bit of a drought there in terms of success. But, um, yes, that's how we'll be running down each week. And then we're going to look at a matchup. So one of us each week gets to pick the matchup of the weekend. So it's just two players going head-to-head and we'll get to break that down. Um, so I'm looking forward to what you've got for us uh, in that section today, Dan. But before we get there, 
a wrap up of the news for the week. So news just dropped uh, a couple of days ago. We found out that Romelda will not be taking to the court in round one as they had first said she might be. Um, she's decided to take maternity leave a little bit earlier than she had hoped, but it's for the health of her and her baby and that's the most important thing. But this morning, we're recording on Wednesday, and this morning, Danelle Wallen was announced as the replacement player for the year. So uh, we had thought about it. We'd called it. We, well, we, we went as far as predicting it. I don't think we actually called it, but Dan, you'll want some receipts on this one. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in some weeks, we're going to have press conference audio playing um, during the Power Five. This week, I'd like us to clip back the <laughs> podcast recording of me saying Danelle's going to the Firebirds. I think we can find that. I think we also can find uh, only just last week or the week before you said that um, something that we're something about Danelle Wallum is a name we're going to be hearing a lot more of this year. And we were all like, <laughs> but yeah, she's a pretty it's, exciting addition. It, it's so exciting. I mean, she was absolutely dominant at Team Girls Cup. And I mean, yes, she doesn't have a whole lot of experience in Super Netball, but at 28, she's have, she has a fair bit of professional netball experience and she's shown wherever she goes, she can play. And I don't think Queensland Fibers will be any different. I appreciate her taking the risk, uh, moving up to Queensland for it. And I think she really deserved it. She put herself out there and got it. Absolutely. She um, joins Gemma Maimai up there as the second uh, First Nations player in the Suncorp Super Netball. So that's awesome as well to have um, two players in the competition, two contracted players, and hopefully that just inspires uh, a lot more girls to pick up the sport and to keep going with it. I think that's the big thing. Like she's 27, 28. It's like to keep pushing for so long to get your break. is It's a remarkable effort and she's got it. Let's hope she can take it with both hands and, and shoot her way to potentially another contract in the future. Um, because obviously this one is only a permanent replacement. So, yeah, it's going to be so exciting to have her out on court this weekend. Um, And she'll have recovered as well from COVID, which she had barely done at Team Girls. So that's going to be great as well. It's scary to think how much better she might be if that was barely recovered and not much training with the team. But so I wouldn't want to be a super netball goal shooter on a one-year contract at the moment. I think that would be a little bit of an uncomfortable position. Uh, yes, absolutely, because I do think she is she's out to take anything that comes up next year, that's for sure. But Speaking of COVID. The only oh. news, <laughs> I was gonna say. Speaking of that thing. Speaking of that thing that is COVID that we had hoped to avoid until at least the start of the season. Um, obviously Team Girls Cup was a complete other issue, but thinking of the actual season, we had hoped that we would get a little bit of the way into it before it already appears. But um, look, Richardson's out and the Magpies will be coachless. Uh, they won't be coachless. They'll have an assistant there to coach. Yeah, and I think Kate Upton will do a good job. Yes. Um, she won't be the first assistant coach to step into the role uh, because of COVID. I mean, we saw Brainy Akel last year miss time and, and Beck Bully stepped in and... Um, I don't think it went all that well for them against Collingwood as it happens, but um, you know, maybe Collingwood have learned something from beating a, a team missing their head coach through COVID and, and are prepared for it. I'd like to see her on like an 
than someone walking around <laughs> to talk to people. I remember Beck saying after the season that, um, you know, she'd had Bryony on the iPad or on Zoom basically all day, every day in the lead up to at all the trainings that just sat the iPad with the Zoom on in, in <laughs> front of the court. Um, but of course, no no phones on the court on match day. So oh, um, she'll be limited to pre-game and post-game speeches for Richo this week, I think. But I think she'll be back better than ever soon, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm sure she won't be the only person to enter some Suncorp Supernet for COVID protocols at some point over the next 14 weeks. No, and I think this is when you get to claim your receipt, Sarah, for, for something along those lines yes, a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure that we did say COVID would be here much, much earlier than we had hoped. And uh, that, yes, we would definitely be talking about that this season. But um, yeah, it's it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, I think I, I saw a few people tweeting about it and just saying like, oh, we can't even get one week in before we get hit. But I mean, it, it's just going to happen. And as I think you and Ellie said, Dan, it's going to be a matter of how teams adapt and how teams cope. And hey, Kate Upton's coaching this week. Maybe they, let's, let's hope they don't actually get a win, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in about a few seconds time. Um, but yeah, hopefully hopefully it's just her and that, you know, it's not um, anything further than that in terms of players and et cetera. But yeah. on to the previews because we don't have any audio this week. We uh, haven't had any post-match chats with anyone. We haven't had uh, too many presses actually this week, which I thought we might have a little bit more um, media coverage in the lead up what? to round one, but I think it's a bit I think that they're, they're backloaded because we've got the Lightning and the oh. Lightning tomorrow um, and we've got the Giants and Swifts on Friday, which of course is too late for us to record. Absolutely. But, um, you know, it's good to see that there is going to be that press coverage and I think we're going to see more coverage this year than ever before. Absolutely. Super excited. Um, it's going to be, yeah, another big year of netball, but we'll preview round one. We're finally here. Made it. We've made it. How exciting. Uh, first match, my job. Uh, Thunderbirds versus Magpies. As I said, I'll be heading down to this one at uh, Netball SA Stadium and it does start at five o'clock in the east but 4 30 for us in South Australia um it's going to be a really interesting matchup I think that the Thunderbirds are really one on the rise this year I'm hoping anyway um <laughs> and the Magpies are certainly one that we're a little bit unsure about how they're going to go and especially with Root Show out this week it's going to be interesting to see how they attack round one um Team Girls Cup was obviously a bit of a struggle for the Magpies. Thunderbirds smashed them by 15 goals in 40 minutes. Like, it was a solid effort from the Thunderbirds, but it was also the first um, match that the teams had played in the weekend. So um, we definitely said the Magpies did find their groove a little bit in the, the second and third days, but... On that first day, it was definitely the Thunderbirds that had the edge over them. Um, they split it last year with a game each, and then the Thunderbirds won the two previous meetings in 2020. So a bit of history there. It's going to be uh, really interesting to see how the uh, Collingwood attack deals with the Thunderbirds defence because I think that combo of Shimira and either Tilly or Latanya 
it's going to be really interesting to see if they can find some cohesiveness in that circle because we know that that's that where our questions lie. Thoughts on yeah. that little end of the court? I think it's going to draw a lot of our attention, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, that, that's where a lot of the star power is um, for the weekend, of course, that there's plenty of talent all across the court, but all eyes will be on the Magpies goal circle and how they deal with <laughs> the endless arms of Shamira and Laddie Wilson. Absolutely. Um, I have to say, I'm most excited to see uh, how Kelsey Brown goes against, I think it's going to be Hannah Petty and then a little bit of Taylor Williams, but uh, that's going to be a really good challenge for the T-Birds to, to keep Kelsey Brown fairly quiet. I think it would be pretty exciting to see another smashing in the way of the Thunderbirds, <laughs> but, but I think it'll be a lot closer. I'm, I'll, I'll pick the Thunderbirds, but yeah, we'll see. I'm obviously also going to go for the Thunderbirds. Dan, <laughs> would, you, would you go Thunderbirds as well, or are you going to try and... Get I mean, I, I'm not planning on making enemies on this podcast this early in the season. <laughs> good, um, good call. But I do think it's interesting that, you know, we talked about the fact that Thunderbirds beat the Magpies in 40 minutes by 15. But as you and I, Sarah, discussed a few weeks ago with Kate Cornish, um, when we had mm. her on, it's those last few minutes of quarters that have let the T-Birds down for years. It's not the first 40 minutes of the game. It's That's the true. back ends of each quarter. Um, and so I think it's going to be close, but I do think that uh, if you're trying to build chemistry in a goal circle, Shamira Sterling is not who I would like to throw into the mix. <laughs> so um, I think the T-Bird's going to have this by a couple. Yeah, absolutely. I do have to say, uh, I have to agree with you about the finishing off of quarters. It's definitely been something that has uh, been a struggle for the Thunderbirds over the last couple of years and I think that that's an area that they've really worked on their fitness is something they've really worked on in the off season so um, if they're fitter they're not going to be making the judgment errors in that because they're not as fatigued well that's the, the idea behind being more fit and spending so much of the off season getting fitter as a group it's a good idea um, I will wait to see it in practice. See it in practice. Absolutely. But I mean, they've been coached by Jess Trengove in the running capacity. So um, it's a handy, handy coach there. Handy coach. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how, how the team rocks up round one um, back in front of home fans. You always hope that you start the season with a win, um, but the Magpies will certainly be out there to try and stop that from happening. The next game we have is later in the evening and it's a grand final rematch Dan. i i am fully on board with season starting with grand final rematches <laughs> super bowl rematch afl grand final rematch super netball rematch like hook them up into my veins <laughs> um i think the best way to do it is to keep that rivalry going strong and mm. i mean the swifts and giants is a rivalry that doesn't need any addition like it's already fiery um, I think it'll be a little bit fi less fiery this time around with Tilly McDonald and Laura and more on the same team. Um, so I don't see any show of the charges coming out. But I think it's going to be a great game and both sides have a point to prove. The Giants obviously want to prove that they can beat the Swifts and are a good enough team to be there. And the Swifts are going to be proving to everyone that um, they aren't in a premiership hangover and they're not worried about it. What do you think? Um, I want to I wanna pick the Giants. 
I just, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling like they're both, they're both looking pretty good, although they both didn't do so well in the team girls. So they kind of have a point to prove in that way that they're still good because, you know, the Vixens won and none of us really guessed that. So yeah, they have a bit to prove in that sense. Definitely. I think like, while we want to take, we said it before team girls. And I think we even said it when we're viewing team girls, like we don't want to take too much from that, but at the same time, we took everything from that. <laughs> like we were all on the Vixens, all on the fever. I mean, we, we still said that like, obviously the both Sydney teams, um, we expect a lot more from the Giants and the Swifts were not, it, not the Swifts like that we know. <laughs> they were the Swifts almost. <laughs> Um, so we, we said that, but at the same time, like they definitely have a bit of a point to prove. They haven't had the start to 2022 that they would have wanted. They've been decimated by COVID, um, uh, like training and all that sort of stuff has been delayed. And like so-and-so has been training with a group of three. And then these other household has been training together in the fitness capacities and all the um, like lung capacity situation with after you've had COVID, it's like all of that intertwined and then Team Girls Cup happened and that gave them no confidence. Um, but at the same time, I think it's going to be really interesting. And like you, I'm very keen to start with a grand final rematch. Just is even better that it's a Sydney Derby. Uh, and I'll be going straight home to catch that one, that's for sure. <laughs> I also think it's a really interesting, obviously we've got um, Master and Protégé in Julie Fitz and yes. Bryony Akul on the sidelines, but they had last year at least very different strategies in terms of how their bench was used. Julie basically playing the same seven all week, every week, and Bryony Akul saying, I can use 10 players and if you'd give me an 11th, I'd probably use them too. Um, but obviously the Swifts have lost their bench depth over the summer and the Giants have picked up some bench depth. So I'll be interesting to see whether it reverts both coaches to the mean a little bit or what we see. Almost. I wonder whether we'll see them like completely swap. I Julie have, using I her still, bench. I still think Bryony's going to throw the magnets around plenty. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. She, I mean, she's been, she's, won a premiership doing that. So even if they're newer players, you know, they're, they're still quality players. She hasn't put them in her 10, uh, you know, without considering the fact that they could be thrown onto a court at any time. So I definitely think it's going to be an interesting one. And we've seen that. I mean, Kelly Singleton played every minute, I think, of Team Girls Cup or close to um he played a fair bit and Ali Smith had a good chunk of play so I think they've shown that they are willing to or when required will throw them in um we haven't quite seen the same from the Giants Matisse hasn't had a lot of court time through the preseason Amy a little bit and we haven't seen April Brownlee at all and given that April Brownlee is suffering from Achilles soreness or possibly Achilles tendonitis she may actually not be lining up for round one um, we don't have that confirmed yet that she is fit to go. Mm -hmm. And so that will be something interesting to watch as well. Has she played any preseason? Like, have we seen her? No. Okay. No. So and definitely in doubt, you would say. I saw her last week, or not last week, whenever the Vixens game was. Um, 
she was doing some rehab on the sideline. She didn't look like um, she was just on the edge of playing. Um, and my sense from the Giants camp is that they're optimistic, but not certain that she'll be back early in the season. I mean, may not even oh. be this week or next. Yeah, interesting. That could, yeah, be a real bummer for them in the first couple of weeks. Could change Ariana, the dynamic do you want to change your tip there, given that <laughs> Lauren Moore will, is obviously a really yeah. quality player. Yeah. Um, but not having her as a bench option because she's already on the court does change things. I should, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Stick by the convictions. I love it. <laughs> well, because then if they win, it's like, well, you're you know, game like, Yeah, exactly. I can take the loss, but the win will be so much sweeter. Love that. Just well, I'll Ariana next week. <laughs> yeah, we will. Of course, we will. Uh, <laughs> I'll be going Swifts. But look, if the Giants can find a way, I'll be very impressed. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm tipping the Swifts as well. I think actually the Swifts are going to burst out onto the court and it's going to be a bit of a show of dominance. I think they're going to oh, smack the that. Giants around a little bit and um, send a real warning shot because they really didn't send a warning shot during Team Girls. No. I think round one's going to be their warning shot. Okay. Okay. Uh, into Sunday. We'll move on from that Sydney chat because I know I know for certain that we're coming back to it later in this podcast. It wouldn't be Dan taking the lead on matchup of the week if it didn't revolve I came around New South Wales. Very close to picking another one, but I'll explain why I picked it later. Okay, Ariana, Firebirds versus Nixons. It's uh, on Sunday. Yeah, the start of our Sunday viewing um, <laughs> in the in the Team Girls Cup. Uh, obviously, the Vixens won and. When they played against the Firebirds, they won by eight points, which was fairly decent. Um, also, now we have Kira Austin. She's back. Well, not back. She's here for the Vixens, and I'm very excited to see her in in the big leagues. They she played against the Giants, but yeah. Um, and also Danelle, that's very exciting. I'm sure now knowing that she has a contract, even if it is for a year that'll just put so much more fire into her belly because she, yeah, she deserves to be there and she did deserve to be there, but now she definitely knows like they want me. So yeah. Uh, and they've, I'm glad we've got um, Liz Watson back that yeah. after last year, her being away, you know, it really showed that she was very important to the Vixens. So, yeah, uh, if you can't tell, I'm going to go for the Vixens. <laughs> I'm excited for the Ronnie Samerson show to roll on. Um, and I know that Ellie, who is often here on this podcast, is uh, virtually throwing daggers at me for saying this. <laughs> but I just have a feeling that Ronnie Samerson late in the game is going to prove critical and Ellie's going to hate that too. Um, but the way she shot the super shot and from that distance, even when it wasn't the power time during Team Girls Cup, she's confident from that range. And I think we're going to see plenty of it. Yeah, definitely a massive improvement from last year. Yes, absolutely. We're going to see so much of that Ronnie Samson super shot range. Um, and that's going to be so awesome to see. I feel like there's always been a bit of a rivalry between, well, there has been a rivalry between the Firebirds and the Vixens for sure, but that just 
like heated up to a different level um, last year when Rani sunk a super shot to to win the game there. Um, I know it disappointed Ellie and I know that she's just going to be, she's going to listen back to this and be like, this is why I have to be on to stop (laughs) all of this. Um, But she is actually heading to that game. So that's going to be so exciting for her to go up to Queensland and watch that one. Um, Let's just uh, say Vixens, but I know that Ellie's not going to enjoy it as much if it's the, uh, but oh well, Vixens, they're going to be too good this year. Maybe I'm, a tie. I'm looking forward to seeing how Simone McInnes handles having three premier goalers in mm. her circle. Because you're only allowed two at a time. Um, and she's but, got three of them. I didn't realise that. So, no, but how <laughs> she how she manages the court time of all three of those stars and in what combination is going to be really important this year. And we Definitely. have no sense of how she's going to do it because we haven't had all three available and in play at any point yet. And I don't think, even if they name Kira Austin in the 10 this week, I don't think we're going to see the, uh, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see that still this week because she'll be managed. There's no way they're going to throw her back into a full game at goal attack. I mean, they gave her uh, 35, 36 minutes what? in the Giants game. That's um, crazy. I didn't realise she played that much. So given that you'd think there's going to be some bouncing and they're not going to play 60 minutes each. Um, no. We might see the beginnings of how they plan to actually do it, but we won't know for a few weeks, obviously. And I think it'll take a couple of weeks to work out how they want to manage that as well, especially against different opposition. Um, Firebirds defence... I'm I'm interested because Ebony Usura Brown is mm. very talented. Kim Jenner is obviously also very talented. She's on the fringe of the Diamond Squad, um, and Ruby Bakewell Lauren's a star in the making. So mm. it's not like they're outclassed. It's just a question of where they're going to be able to get it done. And until we see it, I don't think anyone's going to trust it. Have to agree. So that means you're going Vixens too. It does. <laughs> Um, it does and I think we're agreeing a lot for this early in the season that's so good (laughs) (laughs) unless we're all wrong (laughs) yeah then that's all good (laughs) well then we just obviously are being spooked by these clubs until they rock up in round one it's completely different teams to what we've seen before um the last game of the round I'll be I'll be a little bit interested to see who you tip here that's for sure fever versus lightning we end uh, with a, another final rematch, but it was a semi-final. Fever took the chocolates in that one. This game between the Fever and the Lightning does round out the weekend. Um, teams have had fairly different off-seasons in a way because Lightning have had a little bit of turnover of players, some new faces in their team, um, and the Fever just to basically the same nine plus one more. <laughs> um their training partners are a different look and they've obviously had the biggest change of all and that's a new coach. But we have already said plenty of times that Dan Ryan, hopefully for the fever, considering how successful they have been in the past during regular season games, we won't go into finals yet. <laughs> like he's not going to change that much. He's just a different coaching style. So um, yes, they've had very different off seasons. They split the points last year. Um, obviously, Fever took the important one, but they split the previous meetings in the year. 
but I'm looking forward to seeing how Kate Walsh and Katie Ann Dehaney take on Janelle Fowler. I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. And and so we'll get to match up in a week, uh, match up of the week in a bit. Um, But this was the other one that I came very close to considering. The problem was that for me, it's a two on one matchup in that it's not just KD on an island against Janelle. Kate Walsh is going to be so important as to how that works. And really, so is the wing defense position. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's going to be key as well because if you just let the ball come to the circle edge, it doesn't matter how good Katie Anthony is and how well she plays. If they've got feeds from the circle edge, it's going to be Janiel Fowler City. Um, and so that work's going to have to be done up the court, which is why I didn't go with it for matchup of the week. But I think this is going to be the best game of the round. I think it's going to be the most exciting. The thing that I'm really looking forward to is that I think Riley Batchelor, and I know we talk about it every week, but I think she's a huge difference to last year because last year, Peace Proskovia was the other shooting option for the Lightning. And Proskovia is a, a holding shooter. She's a target, um, but she's really not that different to Kara Conan in a lot of ways. Riley Batchelor provides something that is quite different to what they have in the rest of the mix. And I think that's going to challenge teams. And that's why I'm really looking forward to it because it's not just, right, we'll throw another target in there and see how they go, uh, but we're going to throw something completely different at them. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing how the Lightning do that, especially with the talent in the Fever's defensive end. This is definitely the game I'm most excited for. Even when it came out before Team Girls and everything, this is the one I put in my diary. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one I was like, you're going to be watching this one live. Come on. It's, yeah, it's going to be a really exciting matchup. Uh, the other matchup I had down here to chat about, Dan, was in fact the Steph Wood and Kara Conan up against Sunday Ariang and Courtney Bruce. And what impact Riley Batchelor could have if they choose to bring her onto the court to actually throw the Australian Diamonds defence up? Because. Yeah, I mean, it's Diamonds defence versus Diamonds. Exactly. Yeah. And really. Both teams have a joker because we've seen that Dan Ryan is happy to throw Rudy Ellis out there mm-hmm. and she gives them such a different look. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that coaching battle and that playing battle and how they manage both the on-court and the, the substitutions is going to be really interesting. I mean, that we can talk about the mid-court as well if you want to now. We can make sure we've covered <laughs> off like every part of this because <laughs> it's a matchup I think we're all really excited for. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see the combos in that midcourt for both teams um, and where they they specifically sit in the court because I think we've seen uh, in both teams there's a little bit of rotation that can happen um, and it'll, it will be interesting to see who gets the nods at, at different positions and how the, how the matchups actually go. Who do we think will start at the centre and wing attack for the Fever or Lightning? I think the centre are going to start Anstis and Verity Simmons mm. and the Lightning are going to start Cassidy and Sharon. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds like the strongest option for sure. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see though whether they, like how long those sorts of um, combos last before they potentially get a little 
uh, something else thrown in there um, mm. to see. It it would just depend really on the score and the state of the game at breaks. I think um, obviously we see rolling subs, but I don't think they're going to use them if they can avoid it um, and really let those combos settle and then only go for it if they really you know need to change something up if some one of the teams is stretched out to a lead but unlike a few of our other coaches in the league that like to just roll the subs anyway um I, it's gonna be i like the rolling subs i'm oh, I all know. for throwing different combinations of teams they're great but you also have to let a combination have more than 20 seconds to settle that's, no, that's my only overrated. request <laughs> okay well then if we've said this is the matchup of the round surely we get a split vote here Ariana, who are you tipping? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going to say Lightning because I want it to be the Lightning. But honestly, it is really 50-50 for me. It's basically the only reason I'm picking the Lightning is because they're the team I go for. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd be screwed. I'd, I'd have no answer for you. Sarah, then, who are you tipping? Oh, I think you just snuck in there. Uh, I'll be tipping the Fever. I said uh, that I think they're actually going to win the whole thing this year. And I think that has to start in round one in front of their home crowd as well. So fever for me. I think that home crowd makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to tip the fever as well. And I'm doing it on the back of team girls because Dan Ryan said that, you know, the fever had had four training sessions leading into team girls. They've had at least that many since then. Um, so we expect them to be even more gelled in. I think the Lightning are going to be good, but I think to beat the Fever at home this year, you're going to have to be special. Yep. I definitely think that it's going to take uh, some special teams. And I, I think there is any of these teams I still think on their day could beat the Fever at home, the Swifts at home, uh, I mean, Vixens at home I even. But you have, like, you have to be having a blinder. I, I could see Joe Hart ruining an otherwise perfect season at Rack Arena for <laughs> yeah. the Fever um, because those games, I mean, we're not tipping the Giants Fever, let me be clear now, like whenever that comes up, we're not tipping that because my heart rate cannot handle the tipping. I was just about to say, does come up next week? No, it's a, it's a few weeks away. <laughs> it's a few weeks away. But yeah, all right. So we've got a couple of Fever and, and a Lightning fan picking Lightning, but I, I do have to agree with you. <laughs> Uh, Ariana it's a it's a very close matchup and I do think home crowd and it being round one um does make a difference and uh on to our next part of the program Dan matchup of the week so yeah alluded we're gonna to have it. A, a different matchup every week and for me this one is one of the ones I'm most curious about because I think that Tilia McDonald is one of the most watchable players in Super Netball because she plays at about 200% speed at all times um, around a little bit like a cannonball in the defensive circle. And she's got some massive shoes to fill in Sam Pullman. Um, Pullman is one of the few players who beat both Sam Wallace and Janiel Fowler last year. And I think that might be a club of one. So um, that's a pretty big shoe to step into. And I think that matchup is going to go a long way to determining how the Giants go this weekend and, and all season. Because if Tilly McDonald can do the jobs that Sam Pullman used to do, the Giants can have a great season. And at the same time, Sam Moss is one of those players we haven't seen at all this preseason. 
Um, she's been rehabbing from a knee injury and she's all the way back now. So for that reason, this is the matchup I'm most excited to see. You know, we've got a holding shooter, a really strong goalkeeper who is not afraid to go out and meet the ball on the way in. She's certainly going to give it her all to try and do a Sam Pullman job on Sam Wallace. But, uh, yeah, she, she's very green in terms of she's still a young player. She's still finding that when to go and when to just settle a little bit. And that running it through 100% does see her come unstuck a few times. Yeah. I mean, the, the other little ace up her sleeve that Tilly has this week is having Lauren Moore in front of her. Um, and if we're wrong in April Brownlee's back, having April is not a, <laughs> a bad thing either. Um, yeah. Lauren having all that inside knowledge from playing against the Swiss defenders in training for the last couple of years can only help. Absolutely. But that's why this week that matchup is just so tantalizing to watch because it could it could be fireworks or it could just be completely one-sided. If it's one-sided, whose side is it going to be? Sam Wallace's. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it could be either. I mean, the way that Sam Pullman played against Sam Wallace and Janelle Fowler last year, like she dominated that matchup. It was it was all her way. And mm-hmm. yeah, Wallace got some goals, but not nearly like what she wanted to do. And, you know, we know what Sam Wallace can do. She had multiple performances last year where she didn't miss. So mm. I think one side, it could go either way um, or it could be really evenly poised, but either way, it's going to be watchable. Oh, it's going to be watchable for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I love watching Sam Wallace play any time. Um, and yeah, the excitement that Tilly brings to the court. Like I just feel like when she's on court for the Giants and we found it last year when she was thrown into the court at different times. She just has this like energy about her that it's just like netball is the funnest thing ever. And I'm just going to like run around the court. And even though I'm in goalkeeper and I can't run that far, I'm still going to go out at it. And like, yeah, just great energy. She plays every minute like it could be her last on the court. And that's what makes it so good to watch. Absolutely. Definitely keen to see this one, Um, which means that it looks like we're going to all have to watch every game because we've just said that they're all watchable and we've oh, especially no. made so much oh, netball no. to watch however will we could <laughs> definitely oh, those last two games on the saturday and the sunday the swifts and the giants and the fever and the lightning are going to be the ones that if you can catch anything this weekend it's going to be those so that's seven o'clock on saturday and four o'clock on sunday you can get it in before sunday night dinner it's not too hard at all um and It'll, it's going to be great regardless. Um, and we'll be back to have a quick chat about it before we get into pre-voting round two next week. Um, it's going to be a fun season, I think, uh, looking and looking specifically at some of the matchups in each game. It's going to be um, interesting to talk about and I hope that we can provide a little bit of a different perspective and hopefully once we've been to a few games as well, um, we'll have a few extra insights about some of these matchups and what we see from the court side. And I promise they won't always be Sydney matchups. We're not letting you pick every week, that's for sure. Because <laughs> then we might really, um, yeah, we might really end up with that if we let you do that part every week. <laughs> but we'll switch it around. Because they're we'll the s- two best teams in Super Netball, you know. You're not biased at all. 
last year they were the two best teams in Super Netball, and the grand final says that. True. True. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> you can have that one. Um, it's, yeah, let's just not let Dan take everything every week and make it Sydney. Just like his fantasy team last week. Um, yeah, we'll switch everything around. We'll make sure that we're uh, giving every team some attention, that's for sure. Um, we all have, <laughs> we all follow different teams. Um, so it's really great to be able to chat about them all. And um, we're all based in different states as well. So we all get to go and catch netball at different arenas, which is part of the fun about being at netball again. Um, I know that that was my favourite part of the saddle last year before it got taken away from us in Melbourne. But, um, yeah, if you can get to the netball this weekend, absolutely do. It's It'll be sure to be some fun um, and some incredible action um, on the court and, yeah, lots of fun off the court too. I think that does it for us, round one preview. Uh, we have previewed every team ahead of the season and they are all now live on edgeofthecrowd.com um you can go and check them all out there they're in reverse order from how they finish so be sure to jump on those um, and see what we think and see if you agree uh, we have also predicted the ladder at the bottom of each article and there was a few arguments about that <laughs> <laughs> with a couple of members of this podcast going rogue uh but like in, <laughs> um but we managed to wrap it all up and make it seem pretty legit i think the only team that has been really hard done by is the lightning but yeah maybe the giants as well i think the you giants want me to got, read it? got hard done by a little bit because <laughs> the giants ended up being predicted sixth which is a, a bit of a rough go for a grand final team that's because ellie put <laughs> the thunderbirds <laughs> in fourth <laughs> so um if we live up to that like i'll be the happiest person on this podcast for the entire season and like into finals because they'll be playing a final but um i'll be honest i don't know that that's where it's at this year well i mean it, it's 25 years so it's a pretty special it year is. um we'll have plenty on the thunderbirds 25th year anniversary celebrations and the history um, so make sure to stay tuned for that as well yes absolutely as that that 25 years anniversary that hopefully will be kicking off shortly um as well as all of our usual netball articles you can find at edgeofthecrowd.com and you can find us over a third pod on social media so on twitter and instagram at over a third pod be sure to give us a follow and keep up to date with all the latest netball news uh, through our channels as for uh, the podcast you can listen to it on spotify and apple Podcasts, or you can even watch us on youtube so uh, if you are following us there be sure to like and subscribe so that we uh, can keep popping up for you every week because we'll be here every week as the season rolls on. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Ariana and Dan. And we'll be back next week for more.